Yeah, yep, yep, yeah, the John Curley, Sherry Elliger Show. Starring Sherry Elliger and Sherry, who, 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 who's in there with you? Uh, uh, let me think for a minute, Barry yeah, White. teeny, teeny, tiny lady in the pickle jar, how about that? All right, is Matt going to make it on? Did he make it? I'm Matt here, Margaret? I saw you jump ah. into the pool. There you go. You said thank you. It's jumping into the pond. All right. Hey, Matt, uh, did you have to drive down to Olympia? Or did your sources down there tell you what's happening regarding all these gun laws? I have all kinds of uh, little things that monitor things, like microphones in their rooms. So <laughs> I see. Okay. Well, what, what little have, bugs? What have, you picked, what have you picked up from your little bugs? Well, what do you want to talk about? I mean, it's really interesting. I found out about what happened yesterday about that pursuit bill. If you like some pol- political fanfare uh, the, what happened behind that. the Give scenes us. yes right bring everybody up to speed yesterday it was just at the last minute all of a sudden they decided they were going to vote on it this is the pursuit the police being able to pursue changing why they are allowed to pursue the car or not so a little bit of behind the scenes a little bit behind the scenes you. is like well so the senate came out of nowhere and pulled a, a bill out of the grave that was dead uh-huh. about a police pursuit and they passed it but before that you know they what they saw what was going on in the house that their version which is Kind of similar to the the Senate, they weren't going to vote on it. So the senators had a caucus about that morning, and there's 29 senators, and they all sat around, argued for quite a while, and voted 15 to 14 to put the measure on the ballot, uh, put the measure on the floor. One vote. And uh, Monka Dingra, who's been, who never wanted to have the bill even heard, was the one who just said, let's put it to a vote. And ah. surprisingly, she went ahead, crafted the bill, and made it sound like the House version, and basically got it passed with, uh, you know, she used the one, 15-14, no, one vote in the caucus. Now, basically, and the governor came out today and said, yeah, I want you to pass this bill, Miss House. And so today, Lori Jenkins of the, the House Speaker said, nah, I don't know. And so now it's back. To, almost the very same bill is back in front of the House. Uh, and they get a second try at it. So now mm-hmm. all the pressure's on the House to do something. Got it. It's the, uh, the old story of the French prince standing in the castle and he hears the crowd running by uh, out the window and he turns to his servant and he says, find out where they are going so I may lead them there. Um, <laughs> So that's what you have uh, with Inslee and the rest. Well, that's good. Uh, that's good so far. So a little bit of um, law and order comes back to the state of Washington. How about when it comes to guns? I know that's a big topic right yeah, now. Yeah. So again, yesterday, right at 5 o'clock. So you had to have all the bills ready and prepped to go for a vote by 5. And then that's it. You know, no more after after yesterday. So the House at 5 o'clock, literally at 5, gaveled in assault weapons ban that they've tried for six times and failed to as a as a as a legislature to pass this thing so this time they went ahead and voted on it they passed it last night and now we have assault weapons ban that according to the on the on the senate side because it's going to the senate now the yeah. majority uh, leader, Andy Billings, basically indicating, yeah, it's got a good chance to pass. And to show you how, how Governor Inslee feels about it, he was in the wings last night, high-fiving all the Democrats for passing the assault weapons ban. So now we know where he feels on that. And this is a, a ban that they even list brand names 
on yes. this on this bill. Right. Fifty of them. Fifty guns. Right. Well, I'll be out buying one tomorrow, by the way. Yeah. Uh, how about this idea? The attorney general, Bob Ferguson, uh, who likes to sue florists in eastern Washington. Yeah. That, where is he on this idea that they're going to sue gun manufacturers? Mm-hmm. They're going to hold gun manufacturers accountable if the gun that they have produced and sold is what used in in a crime or is used by an individual that hurts somebody else. Correct. Correct. And so there, that's a bill. They've he's been talking about it for a while, and and they've tried before. And and again, they're trying again this year. It's a, a Senate Bill fifty seventy eight. It passed the Senate. It's now in the House. And it's just like what you said, John. It gives the ability. That puts the liability and responsibility for the manufacturer and the distributor and and almost the seller, but mainly the manufacturer, that if something bad happens with their firearm and they know that that firearm can kill somebody, I mean, it's kind of assumption, but if you produce something that you know is going to kill somebody, you become liable if that gun does kill somebody. And that's kind of the uh, oversimplified premise of this. And it's and it's past the Senate and it's on to the House now. Well, Matt, I, I wonder about this. Do you know, um, I mean, these these bills are passing at the 11th hour. Is there any rhyme or reason why everything's coming down to this, this deadline this time? Probably uh, because there's been public pressure. I know that that's what happened with the pursuit bill. If the press... And, uh, and you, know, you guys, you know, everyone talking about it uh, wasn't there. Uh, there would have been no pressure and it would never have uh, passed. And never the Senate would never have done that. On the, on the assault weapons ban the fifth of the, at 5 o'clock, that's a sneak it in. I'm going to sneak it in and get uh-huh. it passed and send it over to the Senate. And they're going to take all the heat for all the public heat on whether or not, uh, you know, it should pass or not. Because... They did it at the very last hour uh, on the House side, so they didn't get all the attention. Now the Senate gets all the attention on the assault weapons ban, and they're going to get the pressure from both sides. And now the House is going to get the pressure from both sides on the police pursuit bill. So it's kind of deflecting when you're going to get the pressure. And that's why you do things at 11th hour. Yeah, I I find it interesting, this idea that you're going to sue the manufacturer if the gun is used to harm another individual. Mm-hmm. The gun is designed to harm another individual, and you and they say, "Oh, it's like uh, you know, car manufacturers um, and insurance." And they talk, and then I think Inslee or, uh, or uh, Bob Ferguson talks about other industries. It's the last industry to be held liable uh, for their products when their products hurt somebody, right? I think yep. that's one of the things they said. Well, the difference is, is that let's say it's a whatever it is a chainsaw or a power tool uh, I, I was checking the um my rights as an american citizen i don't see anywhere on there that i have the right to a chainsaw so this case i look up there's the second amendment i have a right to defend myself i have a right to bear arms i have a right to own a gun so now all of a sudden they're saying well these other Industries, these other manufacturers of products, which, by the way, are not protected by the Constitution. So there's the difference there. Mm-hmm. And then the idea that somehow the manufacturer is responsible for the for the action of the gun, dependent upon the individual that's using the gun, right? Uh huh. 
Did this he, thing, by the way, it got shot down. It got stopped in uh, just about uh, on the 23rd of February. A judge blocked it in New Jersey. So it's, oh, it's been passed in New Jersey and Delaware and I think four other states. Well, it's being blocked. It's going to be challenged. Um, well, you got I, the, I can't, you have the Braun yes. decision. Have you, you know, you know what that is? Uh, was the, that the one that was held up in New York? In New, New York, yes. yes. Right. Yeah. The ability to carry the gun. That's correct. I mean, and that decision by the U.S. Supreme Court is going to f- basically affect all the gun bills that you were talking about now in Washington state. That's what's going to happen. Because the Braun decision, to oversimplify it, is it really brings back gun control or any kind of restrictions on gun to the real basic premise of the Second Amendment, you have the right to bear arms. I mean, we're going really basic at that. So it threw right. everything back that you really can't impede or put restrictions on what is a right to be an American and own guns. And so anytime you put some sort of restriction on it, whether it's high capacity magazines, you know, uh, which is yeah. it's banned in this state now, um, and a, a, a judge stopped that guy in federal way from selling it a little while ago, uh, all those are in you know, restrictions. So mm-hmm. everything is going to be reflected against so-called the Braun decision that happened in New York last year. And whether all these all these gun bills, in, including the assault weapons ban we just talked about, will be challenged. If it passes, that will go right to court in Washington yes, absolutely. State. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Right. So, well, and, listen, and that, and, go ahead. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Just just curious. Uh, when I know that the. Um, the other bill that got passed today, um, the one for the waiting period and all of that, mm-hmm. that won't take effect until 2024. What about provided it doesn't go to court and all of the things that may happen in the meantime? What will when will this um, assault ban, uh, assault rifle ban go into effect? Um, the assault rifle ban, I believe it would be the beginning of the same period, uh, January 1st, 2025. Uh, so you have some time there unless the governor decides to make an emergency legislation or uh, they make a change in the in the uh, um, on the Senate side and say it takes effect like most bills 90 days after the governor sa- signs it. So unless it has a sunset date and I can't really tell you right now, I'm going to look while you're talking here and I'll stall if there has a, a date then you can put in the music here. I'm looking at I'm looking at all the guns. You're going to go out and buy a. What a AR, uh, spray AR fifteen AR all fit. Those are one of the band. You know, if you got a yep. a Bushmaster, uh, yep. <laughs> I, I've got to go. I'm doing a AR fifteen tomorrow. By the way, that what'll happen is he they will drive up sales because people know this is coming. And then whether the thing gets shot down in court, it doesn't matter. You will increase the number. It's the most popular uh, gun sold in America, and um, it's a heck of a lot of fun to shoot. And um, uh, you can pick one up for about anywhere between 900 up to $1,800. There is a waiting period to be able to get one, but uh, I'll see you in line down there in Cleellum. Hey, Matt, uh, we, we're going to let you go back to work because they're still continuing uh, to make these votes. So you'll have more news as this stuff comes out. We appreciate you coming on. and. Uh Thank you. Anytime. Keep, 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 your, keep your bugs in the air. Yeah, I'm listening you for bugs. you. I'm listening on behalf of you. Thank, My thank bugs you. are listening That's, on behalf of you. Thank you. Right, keep your bugs to yourself. All okay. right. Hey, Sherry, Joe Rogan has decided. Joe Rogan's got a place down in Austin. He decided he wants to open a, um, a nightclub, a comedy club. And the performers that are going to be there are the ones that have been canceled by uh, the wokesters and the uh, Twitter the Twitter mob. So Joe Rogan opens the Anti-Cancel Culture Club in Austin. At, who does he expect to headline there? 
Well, it's unclear whether or not this is just what's be- what it's being called or if, in fact, he is really trying to... Uh, just use Roseanne Barr and people like that uh, to come in, you know, to attract people to come into the club. Um, this is from The Hollywood Reporter, and yeah. they said it's a typical Joe Rogan crowd, bros, beards, and ball caps. Um, <laughs> and uh, he's calling it the Comedy Mothership, and yeah. it opened, um, it's pretty near Austin. Uh, it's sold out. Uh, the tickets were only 40 bucks for the opening night, but then they got re- resold online for up to $500. Well, so he has it, the club because my daughter lives in Austin. And she said, yeah, Joe Rogan has a comedy club down there. So I guess this is just a, a couple of nights. They'll have some headliners that have all been canceled, right? Yeah, I mean, this is where he opened He opened the show and said, I'm drunk and on mushrooms in my new club. He wore an Obi-Wan Kenobi sweater. This is as uh-huh. high as I've ever been on stage. I need to connect with this moment. You can't fire me from my own club, expletive. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it seems like, you know, there are a lot of people out there that really want to do it. He says he doesn't really have any more goals. He just wants to take risks. And he said his dream interview would be Hunter Biden. Oh, my God. Hunter Biden would probably go on with Joe Rogan. I, I, I met Joe. Would. Yeah, I met Joe Rogan a couple times. I told the story once before when he was doing um, the, what was that awful uh, reality show he had? Um, come on. What's the name of it? With the um, Fear Factor? On, eat the, yeah, oh, Fear Factor. Yeah, yeah, okay. So I went there and I said to him, so what do the people get? He goes, Nothing. I mean, something, but not much. He goes, it's Fear Factor, not Fun Factor. He was really in a bad mood. He had signed up to, to do Fear Factor. He thought it wouldn't last that long. So he's sort of like, ah, I'll do the contract. Then he couldn't get out of it. Then he had it, and he was stuck with it. So then he got to a point where he was so just frustrated with the whole thing, and so he was stuck with it. He used to wear an IFB in his ear. That's an interruptible feedback. And he would stand there on the set, and he basically made the producer or the whatever the guy's job was to t- talk in his ear, and Joe would just repeat what the guy said. So Joe would stand there, and the guy would go, So are you p- planning on eating that entire horse intestine? And Joe would go, So you're planning on eating that entire horse intestine? And person oh, my God, I don't have to. Oh, my God, I don't have to. I hope I hope you, I hope you left room after lunch. Hope you left room after lunch. And he just parroted back because he had gotten to the point that he just couldn't stand the show, didn't want to be associated with it, was in such a bad mood. He just just stood there and they just put the words in his mouth. So if you watch the last few episodes of it, if it's still available to see somewhere on YouTube, you can just sort of see Joe just going through the paces because he so it's kind of the point like, yeah, quiet quitting want. on the fear factor. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. And I said, what do you? What do the people get? He goes, uh, we give them fifteen dollars a day. I said, that's it. Yeah, they go to McDonald's that they want. They get a per diem for food. I said, how about the T-shirts that they wear, like the yellow T-shirts and the green T-shirts? He goes, yeah, they got to buy that for themselves. It's like, oh my god. And you'd watch the person, you know, let a rat, you know, urinate in their mouth or in their eye or something like that. It's just a, it's a weird, a stupid a show. Did you ever watch it? I never watched it. I, I can't stand stuff like that. Like I, I've watched um, Naked and Afraid or something like that, where these people are naked and they're out in the wilderness. And yeah. I just it makes me so nervous. I'm afraid everybody's going to get hurt or stung by something or step on something. And I just, I just even though I know it's fake and the camera crew is like 
three inches from them along with a medical team and probably anything yeah. else. I did like Survivor in the very, very beginning. Um, but now I, I, no, I, I just don't, my nervous system can't take it. I, okay, good. But it's best not to watch it then. Why don't you just stay in your room and, and have a big stuffed animal? That's a great idea. Yeah. Uh, or maybe yeah, get a little I, hand puppet and then just have the puppet talk to you when you're ever getting upset. These are all uh, okay. good ideas. I'm, I'm getting this from Chris Martin because he does the same thing. All right. Uh, let's see. The, um, by the way, does you know, you know what woke is? Uh, do you know what woke is? The definition of what woke is, USA Today decided they do a survey. We'll talk about this a little later on. And they asked people, are you in favor of woke? And then they defined woke a particular way. So then the majority of people that were asked say, yeah, I like that. But then when they looked deeper into the study, not the USA Today, but others, they said most people don't really, when you define woke a different way, uh, are really not so big on it. Plus, the weatherman that decides he's going to, um, does he take requests in order to do this? On yes. The, on the, he does. So and you not write just lyrics, in, yeah. but also movies and things like that, lines from movies. So, yeah, he does ah. a whole repertoire. Okay, so he's he's going to get some love here on this show as well. So quick break, and uh, writing to us is good and good for you, right, at MyNorthwest.com. You can text as well, because texting is always fun. You come in on that city roofing text line. Who knows? A teeny tiny lady in a pickle jar could be calling out your name, and you could find yourself being letter of the day. one 973 help me out, Sherry. Five, four. There you go. You got it. That's all. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> couple more. There you go. Beacon Pumping Traffic Desk. All right, here we go. The John Curley Sherry Elliger Show. And for some reason, they want you to be able to see us. Can you see me, Sherry? I can see you. Can you see me? I can see you. Hi there. (laughs) Some weird people write about. They're like, what's the, what is that in the background? It's like, hey, hey, don't be worried about what's in the background. You just mind your own p's and q's there missy whoever you are writing in and wondering why are you wearing that and why is sherry wearing the red sweater and the her a pair of old man glasses don't you worry that's not what we're talking about here all right by the way why don't you go to rle dr uh Compton over there at um, myk2vision.com that's a great idea that's a great idea. I, I would love to. I just, yeah, okay. uh, I, yeah, I can. You got to wait till you're over 50. You got to wait till you're over 50. Yeah, All right. <clears throat> Let's see. The uh, Washington comes up with a uh, bill banning single family zoning. So the Seattle Times has this. And what they're trying to do is they want to be able to go into those neighborhoods now. Because about 85% of the Seattle, you know, uh, real estate area, the property there, you can't. You can't build somewhere. You got your little beautiful little bungalow there in Wallingford. You got your little sign out front that says, you know, we believe in love and love is love and all this other stuff. Uh, you got that sign out front. And now they're going to be able to no more single family dwelling. So if somebody comes in and sells, a developer can come along and put four units in or eight units, whatever they, they've set up with the zoning on the thing. And this is going to make for more affordable housing. Right. Is that it? Yeah, it's HB 11110. It passed. Um, now it it would legalize duplexes or triplex or fourplexes in, um, basically every neighborhood. So it's not saying that you can't construct or you cannot build a single family home. It just relieves or eliminates those restrictions in areas where there are only single family homes. I mean, there are a lot of places that say you can't build a duplex or a fourplex on this particular subdivision or somewhere like that. This will now 
eliminate that because they're saying that people can't, they just can't single-family homes, they need to have more affordable housing, and this will allow younger people to set, to you know, put down roots and get a start in a neighborhood without having to wait until they have enough money for a, for a really expensive mortgage. Okay, so let's play the game that I'm a developer. So somebody sells the house and I say, okay, can I develop here? Yeah, you can put a fourplex in. Okay, let's see. Am I going to build a four? So I bought the land for, I don't know, 800000 I'm going to knock the house down. So I don't care about the, I'm just buying the dirt. Let's just say, make simple numbers. So I, uh, a million bucks. Buy the place for a million bucks. Now, am I going to put in affordable four duplex i'm going to build four apartments or four condos are they going to be uh i don't know twenty two hundred dollars a month if i was going to rent it Uh, or am i after i spend a million dollars for the dirt am i going to put in high-end beautiful condos or apartments where it's five thousand or six thousand dollars a month for each one of those units will i put in make it affordable quote unquote affordable or will I be able to get a return on my investment because I spent so much money on the dirt? What do you think will happen? I, I think it could go either way. I think people could do it on the cheap and not have to, you know, require very high rents. And that I think is a bigger issue is that if you all these kind of cheesy fourplexes go up everywhere, uh, everybody mm. suffers because then you've, you've got not quality construction, but it's just there because the opportunity is there. And then the single family homes suffer from that because you've got, you know, these not up to par homes. Uh, it would require cities with population between 25,000 and 75,000 to allow duplexes in all residential areas in bigger right. cities with more than 75,000 or smaller suburbs of Seattle all residential areas would also have to allow fourplexes right i'm not talking about the quality i'm just saying a builder will want to maximize the investment so this idea that a builder is going to come along and build quote unquote affordable who will determine that? The affordability of the value of anything is determined by what someone's willing to pay for it, and it also depends upon supply and demand. So you have a 1,000 houses and you only have 800 buyers, you're going to have a problem. The prices of the houses are going to come down. You're now going to be able to try to build enough to meet market demand in order to bring the prices down. And if somebody's willing to pay more for the house than you are, then you're going to drive the price up. So this idea of affordable, it's not going to do much in order to be able to reduce the homelessness if that's what they believe. This will help with the capacity of building, but you're going to have, what if I own the little house next door and I'm paying whatever I'm paying in interest, and the value of my house is X. Now, all of a sudden, a duplex goes in next to me. I don't get as much uh, sunlight as I used to. I don't have the same views anymore. And the neighborhood sort of just general aesthetics has changed. The value of my home has decreased. How do you think I feel about that? Because I've been paying taxes and paying my mortgage for all these years. And now, all of a sudden, my house is not as worth as much because I'm living next to an apartment building. That's also a problem. Well, I think lawmakers have the philosophy that because it's becoming so unaffordable for anybody to own a home, that this gives the opportunity for, you know, otherwise you're going to have a, a potential exodus of cities and places because people just can't afford to live there anymore. So this will allow people to come in, take a job, 
be able to live in the, in the city where they work and do all that. Theoretically, it is a good idea, but I understand what you're saying. I would not be happy if I had a home and all of a sudden there was a fourplex going up next to me and it would, yeah. you know, completely the whole look of the neighborhood would go. I mean, the neighborhoods are planned. They're planned in a way that are, you know, are supposed to be very pleasing and yeah. it might look out of place. It might look strange. I don't know, but, um, but I, I think that they are, they are hoping that this will keep younger people in the area. Um, if a man has an apartment and he wants to charge $10,000 and nobody can afford to pay the $10,000, he doesn't rent the place. He keeps dropping the price until finally he gets somebody who's willing to pay. He drops it all the way down to $2,800 and he gets a renter. So the price is now $2,800. It's affordable to the person paying $2,800, but it's not affordable to a person who can't make that amount of money. So the idea is the price will meet the market demand. And if you have enough rich people living in an area and the guy can charge or the woman can charge X amount of dollars, in order to have a tenant, they will charge. It's always the supply and demand and what the person is willing to pay. When you had all those tech workers, 27-year-old guy making a quarter of a million dollars a year, and he wants to live in an apartment, the guy who's got the apartment realizes, oh, I can charge this, or I can keep charging this. And you can only you keep charging whatever you can charge in order to be able to get a tenant in there. If he charges too much, he doesn't have a tenant. So there's that balance in there. This whole idea of if we had more affordable houses, we'd have less homeless people. That is a pile of crap but I, I don't think this is yeah that's this isn't what that is this is not about buying you know making um, those little houses and uh, yes. tiny houses and things like that this is about affordability for people that can that can pay rent not for people that okay. need a home I got it so they're just gonna try to increase supply all right all right well we'll see if you want to live in Seattle uh, where 80% of people have no faith in the city council. Do you see that story? I did see that, yes. Jeez, yes, hurts, the numbers are in, and it doesn't look good for anybody that uh, <laughs> might be running for office. they got to take note of this. That's right. Put your glasses on. You're so serious and so intelligent. Girls that have glasses don't make passes. Is that right? I can't remember how that goes. Uh, I am, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not familiar is that it? But I'll, I'll keep that in mind. How about if I take them off for a while? Is that better? Ah! Is that be- <laughs> ah! All right. Uh, by the way, the Army has decided they're going to go back to their old motto because, well, uh, we'll explain. Plus a whole lot of news and nonsense going on. Matt Markovich is going to stop by with the latest on the assault weapon bans. And I'm checking back there, Sharon. You can see I've got a whole bunch of guns. Not one of them has killed anybody since I've been on the air uh, for about 40 minutes. Uh, Nate, uh, Beacon Pumping Traffic Desk, let's go! Uh, yeah. Here we go. It's John Curley, Sherry Ellicker Show. Sharing, well, Sherry Ellicker and you. Yes, you. How are you? Well, I get it. It was right to us. MyNorthwest.com. Come on into the state roofing text line. one 9735 Oh. Come on. You can do it. A little bit more. Five, four, little more. Seven, six. Okay. Is that Rye walking by in the background? Can you see him? I saw some. You ever seen Rye? You ever seen Rye? Just in Rye, old come pictures. Rye, come here. He needs a haircut. But come here. Look at here he is. Look at here he is. Here he is. Look at look at his crazy hair. Here he is right there. See? Look right in there. Oh, hey. See that? Hi, Ryan. Oh, he's so cute. Did he hot? Look at that. Hot look at him. What's the hair for? Do the do the hair thing. Do the hair thing for Sherry. Oh, look at, huh? Oh, look at that. The kid with the hair. It's too much. I'm telling you. Yeah, I love him. Oh, he's ah, he's so cute. 
Now, go join the Army. Be all that you can be, Rye. There's a segue to the next story. So the Army has decided how many people they need, 56,000? Is that what they want? Yeah, they want. They need to get about uh, sixty-five thousand. They got forty-five thousand last year, and uh-huh. their old slogans were "Army Strong," "Army of One." But they're reinventing the slogan "Be All You Can Be." They're also rolling uh-huh. this out in Spanish, English, and maybe some other languages. Um, they're finding that seventy-one percent of young people are disqualified because of a mental or physical aptitude problem. So they're doing this pre-enlistment thing where you, if you, let's say you don't meet the physical requirements. That means too fat or too dumb. Or both. And so if you don't, it's (laughs) double trouble. (laughs) You know what, Sonny, you, you, you're doing great. You're missing out on both. You're too fat and you're too dumb. So don't feel bad about being too fat. Feel bad. Well, and you're too dumb. So they've invented these uh, pre-enlistment prep courses for the fat and yeah. the dumb, and um, you can get in there. <laughs> and and then they, I mean, they're really desperate. And I was telling you this on the pre-show call. Um, I I met somebody a couple of weeks ago. They came to visit from Chicago, and this woman works for the advertising agency that that does this. And they uh-huh. did a bunch of studies on this and a lot of research on what they could do to attract young people. And they're finding that one of the reasons. Uh, it's not really any more about serving your country or like it was uh-huh. after 9-11 where people just felt this need, this this obligation to go and fight for their country. Now young people are saying, I don't want to lose a leg. I don't want to mm-hmm. lose my life. I'm uh-huh. not going to make the sacrifice. So they have okay. to now promote it in such a way that the Army will enhance you as an individual, give you skills, help you manage the world, give you a career. And that's yeah. why Be All You Can Be is, is coming back. Got it. Often the army seemed to be a place where people that weren't sure where they wanted to go in life, they're like, well, I'm going to join the army for a little while and figure some things out. I know that when I was struggling and my that guy was dating that uh, Charles Feeney's daughter, Charles Feeney, who invented duty-free stores, told me, called me into his office and said, I need you to do two things. I need you to, uh, I need you to move out of here and I need you to go join the army. It's like, yeah, huh? Because he thought that'll give you discipline. It'll help straighten out your life. Did you know that the average kid under the age of 16 spends less time outside than somebody in a federal prison? That doesn't surprise me because you don't have video games outside or you're, you know, social media, you know. Yeah. So imagine somebody going, I spend the majority of my life sitting inside on the couch playing video games uh, or sitting in my room doing God knows what. Now, all of a sudden, I'm going to want to join the army, jump over stuff and crawl around in the dirt and uh, be outside and fire off a gun and do all that sort of stuff. I mean, what the army is offering and where the American youth are, it couldn't be further apart. But good luck trying to get them in there. Sixty-five thousand. It's it's really a crisis. I mean, they they they're yep. not prepared to defend. If we were to get into a conflict where people had to actually go to war, uh, we'd be, you know, woefully inadequate at this point. Can they take somebody sixty with with uh, their own natural growing hair and teeth? Uh, they probably uh, can. Do you need some more direction in your life? I, I just think it'd be kind of fun. Just see, Sherry, do that. Find out for me. Yeah, or maybe right, let, me, let, me let me make a call. Yeah, find out. Uh, find out okay. if there's an age limit for the Army. Well, you've certainly got the arsenal. 
Yeah. You've got that part covered. <laughs> Bring your own gun. Bring your own gun. <laughs> <laughs> BYOG. All right. All right, good. Nate, uh, the Beacon Public Traffic Desk. Take it home.